welcome to the Hunt the West podcast, where it's all about getting outside, experiencing the outdoors, and having epic adventures. At Hunt the West, my only goal is for you to get out and hunt. And getting out and hunting and having epic adventures is not easy to do if you're not out there. And staying out there can take some mental toughness. And that's kind of what I want to talk about today. This isn't going to be a regular episode. Um, I'm kind of breaking the typical format here, but things have been a little crazy for us. My wife and I, um, not nearly as crazy as they have been for a lot of people. Um, We're pretty lucky during this whole COVID-19 thing. The shutdowns haven't really affected us too much other than, you know, rearranging childcare and a few other little things. We're very blessed, but, you know, consequently I'm home with my kids a little bit more often and that has left less time for podcasting. So because of that, we're not going to have a guest this week. It's just me, but I do want to talk to you about something that I think can really make a difference in your hunting and it gets talked about less than I think it should and that is mental toughness. So when we talk about hunting, we often talk about tactics, strategies, gear, animal behaviors, and how we can come home with an animal and fill the freezer. And that's all important, and I don't want to discount that at all, but I think a big part of the battle that we encounter out in the wild when we're hunting is mental. Our society has developed a lot in the last 100 years, especially in the last 100 years, and basically is developed in such a way that we do not have to deal with nature. Civilization has evolved to not have to hunt. Um, You know, agriculture, all those things, and those have been really good for society at large, Um, but it's had some consequences that I don't think we foresaw. So civilization has evolved to not, so that we don't have to be cold, so that we don't have to be hot, so that we constantly live in a perfect environment where we are perfectly comfortable. I mean, think about your day. Uh, even in the winter, I think the most exposure to the elements that we may have, you know, in modern American society is like scraping off the snow off of your car in the winter. And if you have a garage, you put your coat on in the house, in your warm house, and then you walk out into your car, then you turn on, you might be a little bit uncomfortable for like five minutes while the car heats up so you can drive to work in your little box vehicle that is like in a controlled environment. And we drive into the office or wherever you work or whatever, and you walk into a heated building that is also perfectly comfortable and at a perfect temperature or in the, in the summer, an air conditioned building in the summer. We're just completely built and wired and our society has completely programmed us to be comfortable all the time. Now, comfort is good. I mean, I love comfort. I I mean, right now I'm wearing clean, soft clothes and I'm standing on the carpet and I'm comfortable and I'm dry and it's like 73 degrees in my house. Being comfortable is really important for focus and getting things done efficiently. Comfort is great. That's, I mean, there's nothing inherently wrong with that but it's not where a lot of growth happens and when we go hunting we put away a lot of that all of that almost if you I mean if you sleep in a canvas cutter you give up a lot less comfort (laughs) I mean it's just as comfortable if not more comfortable than my own bed but for the most part you're out there sleeping in the wilderness or whatever you're sleeping in a tent on a pad in a sleeping bag it's not as comfortable as your mattress at home. And you wake up 
and it's cold and you have to put on your cold pants or put on your frozen boots if it's later in the se- it's like if it's winter um if it's earlier in the summer or in late summer you you probably stink because you've been hiking super hard and you got all sweaty and gross and you're super tired from the day before or that day and now you know you haven't seen anything and you, like we when we're out there hunting you don't have social media to distract you from your struggles and you can't just plop on the couch and take a load off the most comfortable place you're actually sitting probably is maybe you're laying in the dirt and trying to take a nap and even then like ants are crawling up your pants and mosquitoes are biting you and flies are landing on your face and you know it's just like it's not comfortable out there and that's even like on a good day on a on an actual tough day you might be wet and cold from rain or you could be sitting on a rock glassing all day and not see anything staring through those binos all day and not finding what you're looking for can be like a complete drag it's not fun but no matter how hard it is and how much you want to quit after the hunt is over, you want to do it again. You can't wait to get it back out there. If you're like me, I think the reason we seek adventure and difficulty is because it causes growth. And that's why we want to get back out there, even though we've been struggling and suffering to a certain extent during that hunt. As soon as we drive, for me anyway, when I drive away from the hunt and the hunt is over, I'm like already thinking about the next year and the next season or the next hunt because I want to get back out. And I think that is because it causes growth. When you're uncomfortable, you're growing, you're learning and and you're learning what you're made of. And when you're lifting weights or struggling and pushing hard, like in a difficult workout, it sucks. But right after you think to yourself, I just did that. I can do hard things. And I think it's really important to practice doing hard things because it changes your mindset. And that's where that mental toughness comes from. And this is really what I'm getting at with all this. Doing hard things gets easier when you practice, just like doing anything else in life. It's it's hard at first, but when you get practice and you continue doing it, it becomes easier. So one of the greatest things you can do to be a better hunter is do hard things. I say that to my kids all the time when they don't want to do something because it's hard. I say, Harrison's do hard things. So this is the Harrison house. We do hard things and we don't back down from challenges. We do hard things. And it might seem a little bit cheesy to you or whatever, but I think it's really important. And when you get out into the field and the weather turns bad or something, or you have to hike a really long ways to get to an animal that you're chasing, or you don't know if you can make it because it's just too far, you will have practiced doing hard things and you'll be able to say, I've done hard things before, I can do hard things now and I'm going to take this challenge head on and I'm going to conquer it. And if that's a little bit too like woo-woo for you, that's okay, I'm fine with that. But I have a challenge for the listeners of the Hunt in the West podcast. I don't want our team here at the Hunt in the West to be the type of hunters or the type of people that back down from challenges or doing something hard. So here's a few things that I do somewhat regularly just because they're hard and I think that they make me be a better person. Things that you could do while you're not hunting during the off season, things that are hard, um, things that maybe require practice to become better at. These things will improve your mental toughness. 
So the, the first one that came to mind was working out, just exercising. Working out isn't just a physical thing, it's a mental thing. Choosing a number of reps that is a stretch and hitting that goal is a mental game as much as it is a physical one. I think challenging yourself with your workouts and adding extra reps or sets or to keep your mental drive tough is a really good way. Um, the next thing that I thought of was fasting. So fasting is really good for you. You know on paper that you're not going to die for X number of days if you don't eat. Like a, a small example is like 24 hours. Um, you can go longer than that, but it, I think it's super hard. If you've never done it before, going without eating for 24 hours, it will really challenge you. Um, I do intermittent fasting pretty much every day. I go about 14 or 15 hours, basically every day. And when I push it, I'll, I'll go 18. And that's just like a daily thing every single day. But once a month, I do 24 hours straight. And that's really hard. Your mind, you'll see, you'll see some weird kind of side effects that happen that are not bad. They're, they're actually really insightful. So for me anyway... I notice that my senses get really sharp, like my sense of smell gets keener and my brain gets faster. I think it's like a primal thing. I don't know if this is true or not. I'm not a scientist on this subject, but um, like your brain, this your primal brain is thinking like, I can't miss a thing right now because if there's an opportunity for food that might arise, I can't miss it. And so your brain goes into overdrive and your senses become really sharp, which is really cool. And it, this whole time that you're doing that, it's improving your mental toughness because chances are there's like some kind of food nearby and you're just going to have to ignore it and not eat. And I mean, there's a lot of benefits in the literature and everything for fasting and boosting your immune system and um, just putting your body through some of this, this type of healthy stress is really good for you mentally and physically. I'm not going to go more into it other than that, but fasting is really good. You should try it. So the next one is cold showers. Okay. So this is something I actually, I should probably do this more often. Um, lots of people have never taken a cold shower. You're actually like, you're really missing out if you've never done it. It's, it's pretty exhilarating. Um, just start with like 30 seconds in the cold water. Um, I told, I, I recommend going completely in, like going in completely and quickly. It's just easier that way than like sticking your toe in or your hand or whatever. Just jump under there um, and get all the way under and let the water come over your entire body. Some crazy things actually happen when you do this. Um, it'll like take your breath away. If you're ever jumped in a cold lake, it's pretty similar. Um, but some crazy things happen. It takes your breath away. You start breathing really fast. And if you just take a moment and get your breathing under control, you'll realize that it's actually not that bad. And it's, but it's super uncomfortable, but it's bearable. So start with like 30 seconds. It's going to feel like 20 minutes the first time you do it, but then it becomes easier, you know, practicing, even practicing, taking cold showers, you'll get better at it. And then afterwards, it's like, I don't know about if anyone has a dog, but, um, my dog, any, actually both dogs I've had, whenever they take a bath and when you start drying them off, they just get, we call it the zooms. They'll just run around the house and like lay on the carpet and scoot themselves along and whatever. It's like, it's pretty funny. Like I think it's really, it's a similar effect that we have when we take a cold shower. It's like, whoa, like I, boom, I got to go. And then you just start, you feel like totally awake. 
it's really, really exhilarating. I think that's like the only word <laughs> that I can use to describe it. I should really do it more often. I probably do it every couple months, but I really want to start doing it more often. And I chicken out, you know, and I feel the cold water and I'll just switch it to warm. And I'm like, ah, I don't have time for that. But that, like, that's a little mental battle that I'm losing when I choose to, when I say to myself, I want to take a cold shower and then I, I cheat and I just flip it to warm. So when you're winning those mental battles every day and doing something uncomfortable, you're winning the mental game and you're improving your mental toughness. So try a cold shower. It's fun. I mean, I could go on and on with tons of ideas of how taking a little bit harder road is really going to build your mental toughness. So I'm just going to list off a bunch of like rapid fire, difficult things that I thought of off the cuff that I've done. You know, you can use this to get ideas for yourself. And then I really want to know what you guys are doing Um, because I'm going to have a little challenge for you guys at the end of this episode. So stay tuned for that. One of the first things that I thought of was just taking the stairs. I mean, just that's a super easy one. It's just stop taking elevators ever. (laughs) I mean, like just take the stairs always and then just be the guy that always takes the stairs. That's like a life change that we could all just make. And it's just like, it's like a microscopic harder thing than taking the elevator. So I think it's a good thing. What, this one, this next one, not scratching an itch. Have you ever tried this? Um, I do this occasionally when I think about it. I'm like, oh, I need, I have an itch on my nose or face or something. And especially now with, you know, coronavirus going around, you're not supposed to touch your face. But yeah, like when you get an itch, just don't scratch it. See what happens. Just watch it. Just be like, it, it eventually it goes away. And it's it's crazy. Sometimes it takes a long time. But like you're winning that little mental battle when you don't scratch an itch. I just scratched an itch on my arm while I was talking about this. (laughs) I'm such a hypocrite. But anyway, like the mental focus that it takes to not scratch an itch is, is like, you might find it pretty surprising. We just do it without thinking. And so by taking these little mental battles like this, we're winning every day on the mental front. And then when you get out into the field and you're hunting and the hard weather comes, you know, you're going to be able to make it through because you've done hard things before. So this next one, not eating dessert when everyone gets dessert and everyone's eating dessert around you, just don't eat the dessert. Um, not looking at your phone when you get a notification. A lot of people like have a lot of anxiety around the notifications on their phone. Like I think that is a, a change that we need to make as a society is be less connected to our devices. Playing chess. I just started playing chess with a friend at work. And it's actually like really mentally stimulating. It's really hard. You're like thinking about strategies and like, I'm not very good at chess. And so it's, it's hard. And so it stretches my mind and, and keeps my mind sharp. So try playing chess. It's fun. Um, Navigating in your car without GPS, like just using an address or using your memory to get to a place or going home from work a different way than you normally do or to work that can be like, it's really fun to just like, I'm going to go this way and see where it ends up or take a road that you've never taken before. Um, Memorizing things like poetry or scripture verse. And then my big one that I think everybody should do all the time, get out of bed when your alarm goes off. (laughs) Don't hit the snooze button. It takes like mental toughness to get out of bed when your alarm goes off the very first time. So that was just like a bunch of little ideas. So some of those are harder than others, but you kind of get the idea. So do something hard that you normally wouldn't do or something that makes you physically or mentally uncomfortable. 
it's good for you and it makes things really interesting too. So I, I want to hear, this is the challenge. I want you to do something today that will stretch you mentally. So do something hard, do something with your left hand, do something difficult, do something that you normally wouldn't do, do something difficult. Um, and then email me. That's the challenge. Do something hard and then email me what you did. You can just say in the email, I did a hard thing. I took a cold shower and this is what happened. Or I took a different way home from work and I got lost and <laughs> I ended up having to turn on my GPS because I was going to be late for work or whatever. I want to hear like the little thing that happened or, or I memorized this poem and then send me the poem, like whatever. Like give me a little thing that you did that was hard then tell me about it. So I want you to do that hard thing and then email me. That is the challenge. And then um, I'm going to pick somebody that emails me and give you a free t-shirt, a Hunt the West t-shirt. So do that hard thing. Send me an email at skyler at huntthewest.us. That's S-K-Y-L-E-R at huntthewest.us. And send me that email and I will pick a random person to get a free t-shirt. That's the only thing I want you to do this week even if you're listening to this way in the future do the hard thing and email me even if the giveaway is over um, I'll pick a winner at the end of May in 2020 and if you're listening to it this episode after you know in June of 2020 or later you won't be entered to win the, the shirt but you can still email me I still want to hear from you and I'd love to hear that hard thing that you're doing so Get out there, do something hard so you can get out and hunt the West.